Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Shortcomings, a Sex and the City podcast where we dive into every episode of Sex and the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that. I'm your host, Samantha Bush, and as always, I'm here with Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. Hey there. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It feels like it's been a really long week. I feel like we did this one million years ago. We did. It was actually, I think, a week ago. Well, you and I recorded a bonus episode for Patreon two days ago. Oh, geez. Did we? Yeah. (laughs) About what? (laughs) Barbie. Oh, hi, Barbie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And speaking of Barbie. Oh. Hmm. What? I got my eyes on the companion film. Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer. (laughs) And what a shit show garbage pile. No. It is the worst piece of art I have seen since Hamilton. (gasps) I wanted to Nene Leakes walk out. It is so long. It is so repetitive. It is a terrible movie. Wow. Doesn't make a lick of sense. And, And what I found shocking, do you know what the movie's supposed to be about? Hmm. I believe it's about the man that created the bomb. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'd say 40% of the movie is about that bomb. The 60% is about just like bureaucratic government work. That sounds fascinating. (laughs) It's a lot of people just sitting in rooms. A lot of white men Uh, you don't want to see. Tony mm, Goldwyn doing nothing. They've cast Tony Goldwyn to do nothing. Not my America. Not in your America. Like, he's supposed to be the leading man. The women's roles are so poorly written. Like Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt and Florence Pugh. It is laughable. Emily Blunt is truly wandering around with a bad accent and her entire motivation is a flask. That's devastating to hear. She's just got a flask. She's like, this this is my character, this flask. Florence Pugh is naked for no reason at multiple points. It is, it, uh, it, 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 it's like if you can't write women, just don't and do you it. Know, like, don't have women in your movies. I haven't, then. I gotta tell you, I haven't heard good things about it. It's a, ter- it is terrible. Oh I, my God. I don't see much. What? Robert Downey Jr. is in the movie and they have him in such I bad prosthetics him. that Sam, the, <laughs> I'm sure they thought it was for artistic reasons. They put him in bad prosthetics and then they just were like, fuck it. It looks terrible. Just put that in black and white. It'll look nominally better. So for no oh, the reason, movies in black and white, just his sections. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Is also told in classic Christopher Nolan fashion, out of order, so you never know what's going on. Oh my god! Just play the fucking movie from start to finish, from beginning to end. I don't need time jumps on an Oppenheimer film. Nobody wants it. It is. Truly, I know I gave some complicated thoughts about Barbie, but I'm looking back on that movie beautifully compared to Oppenheimer. I love to hear that. But like I said, I'm not hearing great things about Oppenheimer. Like I just, I see a lot of meme work, but I'm not seeing like actual like takes. I don't even know what you would meme from it. It is. Well, there's just a lot of, (laughs) there's just a lot of Cillian Murphy or Kellyanne Murphy or however the fuck you say his name, like looking distraught. Okay, I will say he looks just like the guy. He does. He looks just like Oppenheimer. And it is shocking to hear Christopher Nolan have basically said, like, you know, I've been working with Killian for years, and it's nice to finally have been able to give him a lead, you know? Like, he's like, you big uggo, you've been on the sides. 
But in this one specific stance, I'm willing to put you up lead. I feel like that was the un- the subtext of what he said. Like, Killian Murphy, you're a weird-looking Killian dude. Murphy. And Is you fit he? this one role. I think so. I think he's... Not one fuckable man in this movie. It made me disgusted by Tony Goldwyn that he would Isn't say Matt yes Damon to that in the movie? role. You know how I feel about Matt. Yeah. That racist. <laughs> that racist fuck. I thought that was Mark You clearly Wahlberg. never watched Project Greenlight and the way he treated that black producer Effie. He is from Brown. Boston, no offense. Most Boston man there is, Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know More the only Bostonian man from Boston than Ben. The only man from Boston I would fuck, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. <laughs> the rest of them can get gone. Wow, Ryan Reynolds? <sighs> no. Ryan Reynolds is disgusting and got married on a well, plantation. So yeah, that was Boston yeah. Oh, Boston. I forgot about that. Yeah, Boston's gonna Boston. Remember when now, Oak, Blake Lively sent out that weird tweet that was like "L.A. face Oakland booty." <laughs> Sometimes I just think about that. And she I think, is a terrible actress. <laughs> she is truly like one of the worst actresses of our time. And, and we're being like tricked into thinking that she's like she's like good. a star. Like, yeah, I'm like, no, she just has beautiful hair. There's not that's look, it. the only star from Gossip Girl was Penn Badgley. We all know that. Oh no, 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 no. Don't disrespect Leighton Easter like that. I'll disrespect her Excuse any me? which way. Her, her song with Cobra Starship. Oh my god, shut the fuck that up. That was a bop. I was shaking my thing. I hate everyone on Gossip Girl with the exception of Penn Badgley. He's the worst. But you, know you love Penn. You're a badge. You're a badger. I'm a badge head. You're a badge head. <laughs> um, you know he's a Baltimore boy, you know? Oh, he is? Mm-hmm. You know who else is? And this was a great delight to find. Nicole Ari Parker. But a stone's throw oh! from where I sit currently. Oh, my God. Grew up. Grew up. Not a stone's throw. Oh, my God. That's our in. I know. Well. To get her on the pod. I think we have an in. <laughs> that is it, though. I, I, I don't know how far it's going to get us, Okay. But I hope it would. But yeah, let's manifest. Guys, avoid Oppenheimer at all yeah. costs. And I'm just really, uh, you know who I hate? Like, And this is a newfound hatred. Matt Damon? Robert Downey Jr. W- I why? hate him. I hate him. Former Mr. Parker? Former boyfriend of SJ? Yeah. Yep. I cannot stand him. He was on The Armchair Expert and Danny and I were listening and I made Danny turn it off. Oh, well, I mean, that's two unlikable people right there. Because, you know, I was like, he is so unlikable in a way that, like, like, where he's like, I'm really neurotic and, like, I'm an asshole to everybody, but, like, it's okay because, like, I'm self aware about it. Don't you find Dax, though, to be unlikable? um, I find it hard to get through that podcast because everything um, becomes about him. Yeah. I mean, I don't listen regularly, but I do. um, I like to look at Dax. Look at him? Yeah. My God, your taste! I'm is not a proud. He's one of the <laughs> ugliest famous men. I know, but I can't stop. Like there are these photos of him. Like I think he was like at NASCAR or something, and he just looked like. Ripped. Please, please, your Midwest is really showing. He's from you here. Just say him, NASCAR? And, him and Kristen Bell are both I'm, from Michigan. They're from like right. 20 minutes away. Right, and so you like, get Nicole I've got Tim Parker, I get Dax. <laughs> You've got I got those Kristen Bell and. Fucking always crying in bed over a ferret. I'm so sick of her. I can't. Oh my god. Well, you know she's in the news right now because she's said that she lets her kids drink non-alcoholic beer, 
and people are like, Isn't "That's her really husband weird. an alcoholic?" Yeah. So yeah, is that good? Is that a so normal thing to do? So I think he does. Do? I think he drinks but, them, and I think they drink them together. I guess it but is I'm like, they're children, but. But like it's a weird vibe. That is, I, I do think that's I like that's something like if they pick off the table and take a sip, you're like, oh well, whatevs. But you're not yeah. like here's an. O'Doul's. You're not like let's crack open a cold one. Not alcoholic beer. That's terrible. Yeah. Terrible. I know. I think they're, it's I feel really like they're weird. always oversharing about their parenting, and we're always like, please stop. We don't want to hear this. Them and Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, like they're always telling us they don't wash their kids, like shower them. I hate it's Ashton really and bizarre. Mila. And and Mila's like, we don't give them Christmas presents because they're privileged enough. It's like, okay, like, well, I, shut up. Just maybe don't give them presents the other three sixty four. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe like balance. I don't know. Just like, I think that's the day for weird. presents. Maybe we don't privilege them the Give other them... 364 and then have presents today. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know. Great I, points. I, Parenting uh, with Chris and Sam. We're really coming in hot and negative. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what's going on in your world other than, you know, Oppenheimer and me? What's going on in my world? Nothing. Nothing. Actually, nothing. Nothing new. <laughs> Literally nothing. This week has been so status quo. It's been like nothing exciting. I like I cried about Barbie three times yesterday at separate times throughout the day. I, I, I can't. Um, talk. So that I'm was trying really to hold on to liking Barbie. So let's not. Mm-hmm. I, well, I wasn't going to go into much more detail. Okay, good. I just I, I want um, us to have a good episode and. Just... <laughs> And, you know, Barbie yeah. isn't a place so where, we come, where we connect. No, we don't come together on, on the topic of the bar- Barbie movie. No, and um, a lot of people DMing me, they agree. Just saying. That's okay. It's a safe space over here if you have some other opinions. Don't like Barbie. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But it's better than Oppenheimer. I'll give it that. I mean... I would hope. I just feel like no one's making anything for me anymore. Like, what do you like, want? Like, Girls Trip 2? Oh, that's never going to happen. I know. I mean, I it's just sit through Oppenheimer, Barbie. Tiffany Haddish like really flopped. Like, she flew too she? close to the sun. But that performance is still one of the one best of the things best. I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And so beautiful, so nuanced. I just feel like I guess I got "Are You There, God?" It's me, Margaret, and I was eaten up with that Spider-Man movie for a while. But yeah, I feel like you get a lot. I don't know. I'm not getting enough. I feel like now the well, internet... you're not going to get any with the strike. <sighs> Fuck me. Are you going to watch the gonna... Golden Bachelor? Mm-mm. First oh. of all, he's ugly. Second of all, I don't really like the Bachelor. I've been watching since Andrew Firestone days. Oh. And wow. um, I want to say Jerry O'Connell's brother was on there. I think he was. I think I like a long the, time ago. Those are like the two seasons, and I want to say like Tristan and Ryan are those two people. Yeah, she was the Bachelorette. Yeah, so like, but those are like that's like season one and two. Like that's literally she was the first Bachelorette. <laughs> yeah, that was t- you know, twenty I follow years Rachel ago. Lindsay, but I didn't watch. Oh, her love, but she's like really like expanded past the the Bachelor universe. I feel like that's barely even in her, like, bio. Yeah, like, she doesn't like it because she fucking hates it. She hates the franchise. I'm sure those racist trolls probably ran her out of there. Yeah. 
She would have been a great Real Housewife of New York. And I don't even know if she lives there, but... She doesn't. She lives in Miami, I think. Well, get her on that show. I'm happy to have yeah. her whichever way I can get her. Yeah, I'd love her. I know. Um, well, um, if you enjoy this kind of dazzling, fabulous content, you know where you can get more <laughs> of it. Is by joining us over on Patreon. We did just recap mm-hmm. Barbie. I shared some controversial thoughts. Mm-hmm. Sam shared how that it apparently healed her childhood trauma. Oh, more than... I mean, it's moved me in a way that I didn't think was possible. I didn't even know you needed to be moved or could be moved. And Barbie is... You're in a whole new emotional space. Oh, it's... You're still Chris, doing it's nothing. truly changed me. It hasn't given you much pep in your step, though. Chris, yes, it has. I just... I subdue the pep for you. Do you, do you leave your home? When was the last time I left? <laughs> Probably to see Barbie. <laughs> Two days ago, I went you to the dog park. Yeah, like, when are you getting out? But there was, like, a severe thunderstorm yesterday. Like, it was Well, Beyonce gnarly. was there. Beyonce descended, right? She shifted upon us. the atmosphere the of airspace. Detroit, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also are doing these Zoom calls over on Patreon that have become wonderful and great. We're going to do one towards the end, actually, at the end of this season of In Just Like That, just to recap this all. And I was thinking next week we should uh, touch down on Gilmore Girls for next week's bonus episode. Oh, I would love. Same. I haven't thought about Gilmore Girls or chatted about it in a while. And I feel like it's just, let's touch down, maybe watch an, maybe watch a favorite episode of ours and just get to what's what and give the people mm-hmm. some structure over there on the bonus apps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, we want to thank our iconic shorties, Gina, Carlos, Lauren, Christina, Ainsley, Jenny, Charlotte, Dana, Laurie, Allie, Jen, Caitlin, Kristen, Lindsay, Casey, Stephanie, Alexandra, Justine, you know who, Gracie, and Sky. Welcome, Sky. She's a new, she's a new iconic shorty. New iconic shorty, Sky. So let's get into this episode mm-hmm. that we are covering, and just like that, season two, episode seven, entitled February fourteenth. We'll begin with a little episode synopsis. Carrie rekindles an old flame. Miranda flirts with the Regency period. Charlotte's old self is reawakened, and LTW is really worried about boundaries being broken. Yeah. Now, what did you think Dr. of this Dr. Nia Wallace makes a souffle. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they didn't give much for her to do. Um, I had a lot of feelings about it. Like, I, it, there was highs that I really loved moments that I'm surprised that I loved. Um, and, but it just felt like a classic episode to me of sex and the city where it's just kind of like a hodgepodge of stories. Literally every note I have written is some variation of what the fuck am I watching? What the fuck is going on? Mm, Okay. This episode was off the rails. (laughs) It made no sense. I didn't feel safe watching it. <laughs> At multiple points, I thought I was being assaulted. And then, now, I don't, uh, you know, it did do leave me a little me. unsettled at times. Unsettled. I, it was like watching a horror movie. Yeah, it was like watching Scream. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, quotes do come to me. And this one came to me from the Glass Menagerie watching this. Okay. What are we going to do? What is going to become of us? What is the future? All great questions when it pertains to this episode. What are we going to do? Like, I was just like, what's happening? And I don't know what's going to become of us. And I don't know where this 
where do we go from here? Where do we go? Maybe nowhere. I don't know that I could keep watching this show. If like This episode really took it out of me. Really? It took the wind out of your sails? It felt like we were back how I felt about episodes one and two, where I was like, what is the project here? Why did we do this? Okay. Okay. Who's writing this? Mm, yeah. Samantha the writing Irving is. is a great, <laughs> great writer. I don't, I think she might need to get away from this project right quick. Yeah. It, so, it was just like, um, I think I'm trying to be too positive about it. And like, and good, I want we need balance. to spew positivity when it comes to it and just like that. But like, it was an episode where I was just kind of like, I don't really know what's happening. And I, but I was into what I was watching, if that makes sense. Like, I didn't really get it, but I was but like, all right, it. I'll take it. Yeah, I enjoyed myself. Wow. Okay. But like you, when you said that you felt unsettled, I do have that like, same feeling. It was like spooky at certain points. Like there was something not right about the, the way it was well, edited and filmed. Amelia. Let's. Uh, Amelia made me uncomfortable. I don't even remember who Amelia is. Oh, Chris? Amelia. Yeah. I th- I went to like Amelia Shepard from Grey's Anatomy. I was like, is she on this? I wish. I wish. I was like, did Katagarina Scorsone make an appearance in this episode? No. <laughs> Amelia. Well, what really gave me a jump scare was that Che's now working at a vet's office. Che is an animal lover. Che's an animal lover, a rescuer of of. Tiny the dogs. four-legged friends. Yeah. And they played it like this is something about Che. Of course we know. I know. <laughs> I was like, I've never heard Che like a, a creature. An animal. They don't have pets. No. No. Well, but I'm glad Che's working. You know, I'm glad yeah, Che's so, getting, getting back out there. So I, I wanted to, before we get into the sort of four storylines that I feel like had a bigger purpose, kind of drop mm-hmm. into these other three. Um, which are Che, Naya, and Seema. So I thought Che was so fucking rude to Carrie on the street when they asked Carrie, oh, hey, is Miranda ghosting me? And then Carrie starts to reply. And then Che is like, I don't need to hear a fucking like TED talk about Miranda. It's like, you just asked me a question. Yeah. Che is dumb bad right now. (laughs) Che's um, ego is bruised, but... So the pilot isn't airing. They're just threw the pilot no. away. Yeah. So ABC produced an entire pilot with Tony Danza. And because one mm-hmm. gender nonconforming person from Brooklyn said they didn't like it, is like, well, you know what? We're not dealing well, with Well, they didn't like use this investment. Yes, but as a channel, it costs so much to make that that you would at least air it. But I guess there yeah, are a lot of unaired you would pilots. think like, or you would think you would like go back and like rework it, rework maybe it like little. do some. Yeah, but I feel like Che just like quit. I feel like Che's ego was bruised and was just like, "Fuck it, I'm not doing this." But then I wish that feels like a Che move. Scene. I would have loved to, but there's a lot on and just like that that we don't see. <laughs> the, or no, like, look this <laughs> this episode maybe 50 minutes long, but you ain't getting everything you want. No, <laughs> no. But also, I you'll be getting no facts that a storyline. But what's going on with Chase finances? Oh, Chase poor. So, 
We know they were a successful stand-up comedian with a Netflix special last year. Right. Now, I don't know how much Netflix specials you make for those, but I'd imagine it's at least six figures. Well, no. I'm afraid it's not. You don't think they at least made above, like, 250, 250? So the thing with Netflix specials is something that I've learned is that, like, a lot of the comedians that get on Netflix for, like, with their specials film them themselves edit it and then send it into netflix to see if like they'll take it are you sure yes are there a lot of comedy specials there's a lot of comedians there's a ton okay i thought from people that i've never heard of rock level people were on netflix so maybe that's my (laughs) misconcept of like chase because i hear comedian netflix special and i think you're getting like amy schumer money but you're mm-mm, saying there's like jankier no. comedians on there. There's much smaller. So like you like and it's I still could a just really film great opportunity, and, and you get Netflix. money. So anyone could and just mail a special to Netflix it. and just be like, "You want this?" I, I believe so. Okay, so that's definitely what Shay did. <laughs> yeah, like, and um, yeah, like I know someone who did that. Did they get on? You know. Yeah, his his special, Jared Freed's special, goes on um, August 15th. Wow, that's great for him. And you're saying he did not make six figures. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. I don't know, honestly. Well, let's I, get into could, his finances, too. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see everyone's contracts let's open and those just books. Like, go through them. <laughs> so, Che, but Che is so, so their Airbnb in their apartment and having to go work at a vet's office. Do you think we're going to follow them there? Or that's just like a loose storyline and we'll never so see it again. I don't know. I kind of hope we see them there. Well, I guess like, Carrie I kind of want to see them cat, just becoming so. like, a, yeah, like Vanderpump dogs. You'd want to see Che become a veterinarian, like slash comedian. Not a vet, but like maybe a vet tech. <laughs> if that is where this show goes, I swear to God. But wouldn't that make sense? No. You're saying oh. this like there's a logical point A to B, like you, that everyone goes from like successful like Chris, selling an you ABC know I pilot try. to that office. You know I, you know I try to make this show work. <laughs> I did. What did you think of Naya spending Valentine's Day alone and making a souffle? I thought that was nice and sweet and boring, and I, I just, moved on. We got to give more to Karen Pittman. I thought nothing of it. Yeah, it was sort of. You were nothing. not getting enough. And, and I liked seeing her other friends who were like, we're going to come to take you out for drinks. And then she's like, uh, guys, you have husbands mm-hmm. and whatever. Yeah. Me. What did she call it? A me evening? A me evening? A me evening. A me evening. No, I, I, I don't see that word catching on. And I said, can every, I tell you? Every I wrote, evening's a me I wrote it down. Yeah. And I go, that reeked of Michael Patrick King. Yeah. Reeked. You know he was really There's a lot of Michael Patrick King down. peppered in there. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, fuck yeah, this is a good one. They're gonna like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, me evening. <sighs> I did like her joke about... I hope you run um, into him again. I, I, I hope I don't, and I hope he never listens so to So then you podcast. can kind of tell him what's what. And just be like, sir, me evening. Me evening? Vet's office? I did... 
Yeah, I did really like the joke about um when they walk into the bookstore and all she says all we get is two shelves and a little table. There they are. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. And felt like an actual observation by an actual human being. <laughs> yes. And that's yes. rare. It wasn't written show. by like Chat GPT, <laughs> which is starting to feel more and more like and I don't know how ChatGPT works, but it feels like that's what's writing this show. But then somehow also so. someone just put their like elbow on the keyboard and just like mm. hit print and said, hand it out. That's the script. Mm-hmm. And that's how we landed on old Seema's scene this week. Yikes. Yeah. She looked stunning. I thought it was the worst outfit we've ever seen her in. <laughs> Listen, it's not for me, but it's not what you wear to go get a massage. No, her and Carrie looked like they were going to two different places <laughs> on two different planets. On um, yeah. It, it, Speaking of planets, these aliens. Can't believe we didn't talk about that at the top of the episode. I, you know, I haven't even dropped into what the hell's going on with Congress Ooh, and you the need aliens, to. and I don't you want need to. to. I, I, you know, I don't care for outer space first and foremost. I'll buckle up. <laughs> and also, <laughs> they're here. Are they? Are they here? The UFO? Are they really here? The the whistleblower said that there's an intact UFO <laughs> in the hands of the Pentagon right now. <laughs> and I'm sorry. And this they is... found non-human like life. And this is what Congress is focused on. Well, he's Not... whistleblowing it. He's like, we need to talk about this because there's they're everywhere. Like we the need UFOs to talk about are everywhere. Warming. I can't leave the house today. It's so hot. Like. <laughs> I know. So that's the other issue people are talking about. They're like, well, why are we, is this like distracting us from something else, you know? And the answer is yes. Gun violence, um, our rights systemic racism. But then, the you know, Mitch McConnell did have a stroke yesterday on camera. What? Mitch he, McConnell? Is he, he rest in hell? Were you offline yesterday? I'm trying. I'm not online right now because I can't really. Chris, the news is coming at you fast. So is he rest in hell? Not yet, but like, so he was giving this speech and he fully had a stroke in the middle of it, and he had to be carried, like, shuffled away. Okay, because he he just stopped talking and he stared. I did see someone say that he was practicing his everybody on mute, like the Beyonce line. (laughs) But I wasn't aware what the hell they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's how we that's feel really about SEMA's storyline. Yeah, Mitch McConnell, down with him, up with SEMA. I don't know what we're talking about. I hated this scene of yeah. her like mo- rampant monologue. I thought it was the most sort of r- rote, painful, obvious writing the show's done <clears throat> in, in a really long time. Like. It's just not well written. I don't know what else to say. It's like it was like written like Oppenheimer. I just like kind of blanked out while she was talking. What was she talking about? And also, isn't a couple's massage like what was the big deal? They were pretending like a couple's massage is like one person rubs you all at the same. Like you have to lay on top of one another. It's just two tables. Isn't it just two tables in the same room? Yeah, that sounds nice. Lorelai and Emily did it. Yeah, and then you finish at the same time and leave. I didn't yeah. really understand the huge deal. Get the I fucking massage and shut up. 
Well, it's also Valentine's Day. What the fuck did you expect? And I'm sure there's probably some other spa that's like, um, we cater to singles on Valentine's Day. Then go there. <laughs> yeah, then go there, bitch. I don't know. It just felt really like Seema's starting to weigh on me a bit this season mm-hmm. in a way that I'm not enjoying her as much. I know. I know. I feel and the she's same. she's really popping in and out in weird ways. And I love Sarita. And I think she's giving... Well, I can't say she's giving a good performance after I yeah, she's said not. I hated this. <laughs> but, yeah, she's not. But, but I, it's like, what is she supposed to do with this? This the the script she's been given, you know? It feels like a whole new character almost. Like they've introduced a new character and it's just being played by the same actress. She just is like not landing for me. Like it's just like, not. I'm not. Season, we met members of her family, and she felt so grounded and rooted in that beautiful scene where she talks to Carrie about um when Carrie says something like "You're, it's great that you're still oh, out there, out there." And she has that great monologue about how she doesn't feel bad about Carrie because she had this great love. Like you seem even still rooted in a search for her great love. Mm, it doesn't appear that way because now we're getting a lot of Seema like not being able to be in a relationship like seeing red flags and doing this it's like and like jaded divorcee energy she's like she's giving jaded divorcee I I once dated a John F. Kennedy next time I saw him he was Ted it's like what is going on (laughs) what the fuck am I watching it just made me like anxious. Like I just wanted to get to Aiden. And like I was like, I don't okay, want anything can we talk to do with structurally this. about this episode. It <gasps> is crazy that Aiden doesn't arrive until the last oh my six God. minutes. Chris, maybe it was that's why it felt like a horror crazy. <laughs> and every scene had something different. Like there was no common thread. I felt like, no, wow, no, I'm no, really no. turning on this episode. <laughs> I came in saying, you know, there was some highs. Now I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> Show. I mean, when you have to relive that SEMA scene, you're going to start to see some flaws. I feel like I'm melting. In that crazy duster she was wearing. <laughs> that high neck She duster. looked like she was in Clueless. I mean, and again, you started out saying she looked the most beautiful you've ever seen her. Now you're I like, know. what the fuck was she wearing? I'm melting down, honestly. Like, uh, the... Th- yeah, because now I'm like really taking in this episode. <laughs> like, you can, in like one second, we're in LTW's closet. It, the next crazy. second, we're with, the next second, we're on like with Drew Barrymore, and then there's like a big dick, and then there's like Charlotte in the hospital. I'm like, what is happening? I can't right even talk now? about this episode. Chris, <laughs> no, it's actually crazy. No, it's, I told you literally every note. What am I watching? What the fuck is going on? Why are we looking at this? What is happening? No, no, no. <laughs> like now I'm really seeing it for what it is. And I've, I feel like, um, I feel like I'm Barbie and <laughs> I'm in the, the real, real world, world. And I'm like, uh oh. What? Like those feet are flat on the ground now. Those sweetie. feet are fat, flat as fuck. <laughs> All right, let's talk about LTW. So, first and foremost, now, remember last week when we argued about whether or not it was her son in the bed with them? Now that you see how much older the son is, do you really think a 17-year-old boy would be cuddled up next to his mom, like, laughing, like, ha, 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 his dick got hit? (laughs) I think I forgot, like, how much older he was. (laughs) You were like, Like, I thought he might have been just, like, older son. I'm like, I think their older son is, like, 19. Yeah, he can, like, vote. Yeah. Yeah, but they would name this girl Baxter. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with her. 
duck. That horny little freak. <laughs> First of all, why are they always at their kid's mm. school? Like, that courtyard is, like, a main set. I feel like we've spent more time in that courtyard than Carrie's apartment. We have. And so, we have. And truly, they're just standing there doing nothing. It's like you drop your kids off and you leave. Or you pick them up and then you leave. I don't understand this lingering. <laughs> they're never not just, like, in that courtyard lingering. So, Herbert Jr., which it was tough to take that name on. Herbie J. and then Baxter. J. These two Herbie J. and Baxter. Animals. <laughs> so, they're making out. And truly, she's about to grab his dick in front of his mom. She's... <laughs> I don't even, I think Baxter is so obsessed with her BJ that like she didn't even see anything else. She just saw him and she just wanted to get at him, tugging on his belt loops, <sighs> sucking bass. So <sighs> she has beautiful hair. I, I hated Baxter so much. From- and LTW was like sick over this. She couldn't even look at pictures of um, Winston Churchill. Rock or, oh yeah. <laughs> That is not that dog. What's his name? What is Richard Burton. (laughs) Richard Burton. (laughs) Like Elizabeth Taylor, you big dog. Right, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Winston Churchill. And to have that at your tip the tip of your tongue. (laughs) I really thought someone who probably has never known anything about Winston Churchill beyond his appearances on the crown. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Never heard you list someone's name so quickly. You thought Oppenheimer's name was Oppenheim, and he was related to those little brothers. <laughs> well, did it? Well, don't you see like how she would name her dog that? No, because his name is Richard Burden. Because of I Elizabeth know, but Taylor. like I think the next one's going to be Winston Churchill. <laughs> no, I think the next one's going to be like Eddie, um, Eddie Ryan, her Elizabeth Taylor's husband, who she stole from Debbie Reynolds. Oh, 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 oh. I think she's going to keep it in that world. Okay, okay. Lindsay Lohan, it might be the do- next dog's name in terms of Elizabeth mm-hmm. Taylor. I don't think she's switching to, like, prime ministers. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, she's not. So, Herbert comes in. Herbert Jr. Big comes Herb? in. Big Herb? Lil Herbie. Lil Herbie. <laughs> so, Lil Herbie came in. Big Herbie. Well, Big Herbie came in first and is like, I got us a reservation, girl. And... <laughs> Then a little Herbie comes in, and these fucking kids on these shows, and is like, "Hey, Bax's parents got me um us a hotel room." <laughs> I was again. What the fuck's going on with Bax's parents? What the fuck is going on with these parents? Charlotte's running Lily condoms in the middle of a snowstorm. Kids are brazenly um, walking in and just saying, "Hey, I'm going to a hotel suite midweek with my girlfriend." My mom would be like, what <laughs> the fuck are you I mean, talking My mom would have been like, where'd you get the money for that? And can I come? But like the second thing would have been like, <laughs> I'm going to smack you. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand. You know, Lil Herb is Lil just Herbie's out of control. And Big Herbie out of control. is even this is, this is some Brady energy. Yeah. And what did you think of Big Herbie? Maybe basically hate teenage saying, boys. I do hate teenage boys. Okay, I think that that's the common thread with us. What did you think of Big Herbie, though, basically saying, no hotel suite, you can just stay here at our house while no one's home? And then it's revealed that LTW is like, I don't care if they fuck in his bed, but they're going to fuck in ours. I was like, what is that? What's happening? (laughs) 
I think because they're just like, we know he's fucking. Like, so we might as well just like let it happen here rather than in a hotel. Because hotels like very like, that's very grown up. But who cares? <laughs> I wouldn't I, want my teenager going to a hotel to fuck his girlfriend Baxter. Uh, whatever. No. So then, do you LT- think there's like going to be a Herbie fully loaded joke at some point? I don't think Herbie's fully loaded anymore. If you know what I mean, I think Bax is gotten that tried out. Yeah, mm. I think he's Gross. empty. She's she's Herbie emptied Never out. Mind. That was so. I was gonna say she was she full. She's fully loaded, is what you were gonna say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we are talking about children. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they ultimately come home, and we find out that Baxter's really into LTW's clothes, and that's a boundary too far. I thought this was the weirdest way to wrap up this unnecessary story. I did have a laugh, though, like, because LTW, like, we never really see her, like, crazed. And so to, like, see her be so crazy about this and, like, be like, she's got me. Like, she knew how to make the bed or whatever. Like, she was, like, convinced this, like, 16-year-old girl, like, fluffing her pillows. <laughs> this is the stupidest When in reality, the 16-year-old the girl's in a, in a... This is the stupidest storyline we've ever discussed you're literally <laughs> talking about how she made the bed like it's like... <laughs> <sighs> and then we cut to Bax and her little herb in the closet yeah and here is what i honestly thought that would... is disrespectful i would be upset if someone was in my closet mm-hmm. i think it's really disrespectful um, I Very Nene Leaks energy. Absolutely. And Baxter deserved to get her shirt ripped and maybe a tooth popped out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it would have been a more interesting storyline if we just delved into race here. Like the LTW's mm. real problem with Baxter is that she's white. And that yeah, like, and I thought almost thought they were going to go there when she started talking about how I did too. She treats ba- uh, Herbie Jr. like property. Mm-hmm. And like the the sexual sexualization of black bodies and boys, and that maybe this, and particularly right there, could even be something about the fact that LTW and Herbert are both lighter skinned black people, and the idea that she would want him to invest in the right community and not continue to perpetuate certain myths about black people. And I don't know. I just thought let's go deep, and they went shallow. They went. It wasn't even a it, pool. It was like it, a pond. It was a. It was a I don't puddle. understand what they're fucking doing. I don't understand sometimes, Chris, what the show is doing. Well, speaking of not understanding what's going on, should we go over to Miss Hobbs? Yeah, <laughs> please. So we're peeking through those tinsel curtains. Before we even get there, we have this crazy conversation about her identity. The women all assume mm. that she is now going to date women, Carrie and Miranda. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Carrie and Charlotte. And she's like, well, I did a Che and they were non-binary. I don't know what's out there for me. Mm-hmm. And so she goes on some sites. Now, are these sites real? Zeusk. So Elite. I took a screenshot. Bye Bye Zeusk Love. is a real one. Zeusk I don't. Bye Bye Love. Bye Bye Love does not I seem like a good think- site. <laughs> 
bye bye love like bye bye love yeah i get the pun but it doesn't like no michael patrick king's doing too much i and know his there was hands one are called silver this. singles <laughs> i think that's real an elite that sounds that sounds real, real. but i didn't understand bye why bye they love. were all together <laughs> well i think she was on the app store but what did she search? Queer dating? Yeah, probably like bisexual dating apps. But then why would silver singles pop up? That sounds just like dating for old people. I think maybe she just typed in dating apps. I don't know what's going on with Miranda. <laughs> and, um, uh, she's still sleeping in that little cottage room, that cot. Oh my god. She's ignoring Chase phone room. calls, which... Do you think that feels consistent to Miranda's life and story that she would ignore Che's calls and just move on? Yes. I agree. I agree. Um, And then... Like when Carrie said, like, this is just like what she does. Like, she moves on. That's just what she does, yeah. Oh, my God. We go to the bookstore. This bookstore. And in the back, there is something... Now, I love Jane Austen. I studied Victorian literature. Jane is more the Regency period, but I've read all of her books multiple times. What I would never do is adorn myself in period costumes to go and watch someone read a book. And I didn't even know this was something people were doing. Did you? I'm not surprised. You know, there's a a a group. There's a a group for everybody. And these 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 women are in bonnets and they're just sitting on the floor with their little hats staring up like a story time and like Miranda, kids. yeah it felt like little shop around the corner or whatever yeah the shop around the corner you mixed little shop of horrors <laughs> you know, with little shop of shop horrors the corner. <laughs> this was a little shop of horrors when i saw amelia come on it was. <laughs> sam amelia we have to talk about that flirting was scene like, Chris, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I was so disgusted by her. Of course I noticed you. You got me going. May I say you really do get me? I was like, what the fuck is going on with Amelia? I would truly run from someone who was behaving like this. She talks like a crazy person. I know. So you listen to period pieces, period prose, and not Bruno Mars. What? Also, I'm like, Who's Miranda, when was the last time you ran? Well, yeah, I haven't seen it since she was licking that guy's ass. Yeah, that I haven't that seen Miranda put on a sneaker. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was funny, though, because Miranda is so crazy, and she's like so Miranda in this episode to me, where she's just like, it's appropriate. Yeah. And she's like really into this woman, and she's well, excited because I think There's she's... Something ghostly mm-hmm. about amelia like she's not right oh she's not of this earth she's <laughs> what congress she is having be like hearings a about six sense ghost like haunting that bookstore mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but was it, even more ghastly and nightmarish was when miranda went over and saw her apartment oh my god Chris, no luck that apartment isn't this show supposed to be aspirational I was sick over that apartment. It was oh. so real. That's <laughs> that podcast studio box. 
that litter box with the cat her shaking out her Birkenstocks with the litter. <laughs> I'm like, why am I in the muck and the mire of this shit apartment? I want to be with some. I wealth. felt so claustrophobic. Like I was getting anxiety. And guys, please don't write in. We know New York City's small. We're very I was gonna say we're very privileged to live in Detroit and Baltimore, but it's like oh, that's tough to say. Like, I would I'm happy in my in I my am. in my space. I'm rather I'd rather this space than Amelia's shit box. It was a real sweat box. It to me looked like your old apartment. Chris, because it was <laughs> that podcast studio with the blanket above it. I was like, that is me. What was she doing? She's recording audiobooks in her fucking apartment. <laughs> Why does she Carrie gets like a full blown studio and producers, and then this woman is like creating <laughs> an insulated fucking studio. It was well, disgusting. Here's the thing. You live in a sweat box anyway. Why do you have to create a smaller box for you to record in? I bet the the um, echo in that room is really good. Like effectively, oh. she is living in a closet, which is where Brian would like us both to be recording from. He wants us to be recording like underground. Yeah, well, I think he'd prefer a real studio if he could get us in one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he knows that that's not. He knows these mics journey. don't travel. I guess they did travel to San Francisco, but yeah. But um, I felt so claustrophobic. Have you ever seen the movie The Borrowers? No, it's like what about is those it? little tiny people that live in the walls and they like Excuse sleep me? in like they <laughs> sleep. <laughs> They like they take things that like big humans like leave around like paper clips what do you and mean, like big humans. Boxes. So are people like, real small? People. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying there were real small people and then much bigger people, but no real si- regular size people. No, there's like humans that you don't ever borrowers. see, and then there's the borrowers that live in the walls, and they take like thimbles and like use that as like a bathtub and wait, like they wait, sleep in wait, like matchboxes. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what the fuck is this, John Goodman? <laughs> You've never seen this. John Goodman is a borrower? <laughs> yeah, it's a great movie. It's really stuck with me. It looks terrifying. It's just oh, it like is. little white people on walls. Yeah. That sounds like my personal idea of hell. If just little white people are living but, inside my walls and so stealing stuff. I felt like... Talk about appropriation. Miranda was a big human and like Amelia in her apartment was a borrower. <laughs> because Miranda looked so big in this apartment. Like she was like towering over the fridge. I thought Amelia should be put into literal prison when she asked her if she had quarters. <gasps> because flannels take a long time to dry. I was like, ma'am, oh I... my God, Sam. When she hit what? on the little box of menus and said we can Grubhub before or after. <laughs> I was like, guys, this is triggering because I've real. been I have been there. I have been like had a man invite me over for dinner and then I arrive. I'm like, sir, I don't see the the oven's not on. What are we doing here? Mm-hmm. And he's like, just and, pick like, your favorite place I've and go it. order it. And then he asked me to split it with him. <laughs> so sir. Couldn't we have at this point just gone to the restaurant? Oh my God. Well, I, I actually have a Valentine's Day story. My yeah well my ex-boyfriend he um he said like let's do dinner like at home we can like make dinner whatever and i was like cute like okay i come over i'm in this like really like cute sexy like black outfit like i have everything like ready you know to like make okay so you went grocery shopping and he's yeah and he like is in sweats 
And I'm like, oh, I thought we were having like a romantic like dinner. He's like, well, why would I dress up like we're at home? And I'm like, but it's like a moment. Like, what do you mean? So I felt for Miranda how she's standing there in like full glam. And she's looking at this woman shake her Birkenstocks. And Amelia wasn't even I was embarrassed. Disgusted. Like, would no, you? Amelia was like, and she never. She's even like says, pickles like, Miranda, in the shower. You look really good. And also mm-hmm. get your fat ass nasty cat out of the bathroom. <laughs> get pickles out of the pickles is mean. She said. She's like pickles, pickles doesn't, doesn't like, people. like people. And I'm like, guys, this is why cats get the reputation they do. This is why you don't get a cat in a studio apartment. Like when yeah. I lived in a studio apartment, <laughs> yeah. I already had Barb. Well, I already had Barb. And it was miserable <laughs> for both of us. I could talk about Amelia for I fucking hate Amelia. Hours. She's so but crazy. I love that, but I love that Carrie was like, you can leave. And Miranda was like, I can leave. I can okay, leave. Here's what I want to say about that phone call. I felt the length of the show in that phone call, and it made me miss the economy of storytelling in the original show. In the sense that in the original show, we could have had that phone call would have been two lines of voiceover. Mm-hmm. But instead, it had to be like, oh, well, here's how I feel about the fact that I, it could have just been Miranda wasn't having a great time. So she decided to pickles out of there, you know, some dumb pun about the cat. <laughs> And I'm not saying it would have been great, you know, and maybe I'm no better than Michael Patrick King with my jokes over here. <laughs> just going to pickles out of there. But you know, you know, Carrie, what a sense of shit like Miranda that. found herself in a pickle. Miranda was with a, pickles. Was in a real pickle, was stuck between a pickle and a hard place. So like, it just would have been something yeah. terrible. Mm-hmm. But it would have been shorter. That phone call felt like it went on for 97 hours. Chris, was this like, was the longest episode of television I've ever seen. <laughs> I genuinely, at this point, was screaming at my phone, where the fuck is Aiden? I was like, just get me there so I, I know was this episode is begging over. for him to and show up. This is the man I hate. I know. <laughs> no, I know. And I was like, give me this man now. <laughs> get me out of this sweat shit box. Oh, it felt like Oppenheimer—just a room full of white people being terrible. I it it uh, I was just. Should we go over um over to Park Avenue in Charlotte? Yeah. So Charlotte and Harry are going out for Valentine's Day because Lily has banished them from the house because she's having a girls' night only, and mm-hmm. we discover that um Blake has broken up with Lily <laughs> two weeks before Valentine's Day and. Shortly after, you know, blowing her back out. Mm-hmm. Is this what is building us to Lily and Brady? Like, you think they're going to get on their little pianos together and sing a, sing a song in the finale? I'm afraid, Chris. The Power of Privilege. Featuring Brady Hops. Featuring Brady he's gonna Hops. Hop, he's going to hop on the there back. for a feature. Yeah, like Noel. You know Brady kind of reminds me of. I was <laughs> beatbox. Oh God, I could definitely see him becoming a white rapper in Brooklyn. God. So Lily's down bad, and Rock is doing their modeling, and I can't even talk about this. Charlotte's now like a momager, shepherding Rock around. She's screaming at this woman. Screaming at people. Thought, what is this scene? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. 
What is this no, show? Before we, I don't know. And let's get into a little bit of a sidebar in the Charlotte storyline. And that is what Anthony's up to in this episode. And it is perhaps the wildest, dumbest thing I have ever seen in the 25 years I've been watching this fucking show. And that includes a whole storyline where Harry and Charlotte eat too much cheese and shit their pants all night. Like, that is something I've seen on this show. And mm-hmm. this Anthony storyline is worse. So let's break down this Anthony storyline. Mm-hmm. So we find out that his <clears throat> hot fellas are doping and injecting. Shooting up in the kitchen. And for some reason he cares, which to me felt very un-Anthony. I think he cares that he's like doing it in the kitchen just in broad daylight. <laughs> he like shot himself up with a needle right in the middle of the, their conversation. And and to, to just pair like drug use and selling bread was not where I thought we were going. Uh, no. And even though I saw it in the trailer for this week's episode, I was shocked that now we're going Drew Barrymore's way. Yeah. Now, you know me. Uh, I don't see trailers. So I only knew this because I think you brought it up. I think you said he was either Kelly Clarkson or Drew. But then I think we landed on Drew. Mm-hmm. And um, she's kind of perfect for this universe, in my opinion. Because she's nuts. Well, now, before we get to her... Oh, you want to talk about Giuseppe? We go to Giuseppe's way. <laughs> Mr. Poems? Mr. Love Poems for a dollar. Guys... Now, Sam doesn't see the trailer, so she doesn't know this, but Giuseppe will be joining us as a recurring character next week and seemingly for the rest of the season as a love interest for Anthony. What? And and if we are going to do that, we have to get better actors. Because while Giuseppe is gorgeous... Yeah. I don't want to be unkind, but I just felt... It was very, um... He, um... You know, was very not flat. Good. Very mm-hmm. flat. Mm-hmm. No personality. He leap off the screen. I just no. Well, wished he'd been. He had slammed. no charisma. He had a big None. dick. And I don't even think that was Giuseppe's deck. A hundred percent, it wasn't. I can promise you. I don't and think also, a dick that big is real ever. Well, it wasn't that big. It wasn't like comically large. What? Well, I guess it was flaccid. It was huge, Chris. I don't it know. Went, I it feel was like, like a I've, belt. I feel like I've seen dicks that big. So I don't know that the, it, it wasn't like comically crazy. That was the point. I don't. I think the point was is that how Who unaware he dick is. Have you seen that is that big? I, I just didn't think it was. I didn't think it was crazy. I oh thought what God, was crazy. Remember when Samantha has sex with that porn star or dildo model, and then we see his dildo, and it was like, okay, that's crazy. That was this man's dick. No, Sam, you're forgetting. Yeah. That, that thing was like insane. It looked like a wine <laughs> but bottle. Guy. But Giuseppe wasn't even hard. I don't know. Giuseppe. Get him going story. and it will be the leaning tower of Pisa. And I'd be fine with it. I just Ugh. don't want him acting. I don't really want to see him again. I'm okay. Well, on, I'm good on, on, on Giuseppe. Giuseppe. Giuseppe Giudice. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna make a New Jersey reference. No, no, 
That was his uh, name. Well, mm-hmm. you, he was a no-no for you, it seems. He was a no-no for you as well. Uh, Acting-wise, but I thought he was gorgeous. Mm. But I think if you're... I thought the joke was more that, like, how does he not know that he seems so unaware that, like... He's, he's got a big dick. And that it's so clearly showing. Well, they kind of are playing him like he's um the guy from the wedding... Alex Karev in The Wedding Planner. Massimo? Yeah, like, where he's just kind of like this clueless Italian guy who just, like, loves love. Does he... I don't... Did you get that he loves love from Giuseppe? He was writing poems. Love poems. I guess he was. I wasn't mm-hmm. clued into Giuseppe. He has been apparently asked to be a prostitute for sweaters. We learned that about Giuseppe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanders out. And I want to talk about someone who I think is giving a beautiful performance, and that is Drew Barrymore. Perfect. And I actually found her to be so much more tethered to reality in this crazy scene than she is on her actual talk show. Mm-hmm. Like That's what I'm saying. If a man with that giant dick came out on Drew Barrymore's real talk show, I could not imagine what she would do. Like, it would be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas here, she just was, like, fanning herself and saying, like, ooh, that's a big bread basket. Yeah. And how Um, big is that bread going to grow? I'm like, what's happening? Why would there even be a bread segment on this show? But that's what I'm saying. Like, Drew is perfect for this kind of universe. Like, she feels so right at home in the world of big dick bread baskets how is bread even related to valentine's day i think people give bread as gifts do they like beautiful sourdough loaves i would be so disgusted if i or maybe like how to make bread with your loved one or something i don't think that's like you're saying that like like year anniversary it's like you're kind of like when i was like People didn't drink water until 2001. Yeah, everybody knows, like, bread is a huge part of Valentine's Day. I've just seen, like, really beautiful loaves of sourdough. And, like, I think people give them as gifts. Given to people on Valentine's Day. Like, mm-hmm. you would be totally fine if Danny handed you a loaf of bread on Valentine's Day. Of course Day. not. Yes, I don't think you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Chris, you know me. I'm always trying to make this show make sense. No. And like you're saying literally makes Maybe no sense. Maybe it's cuz like making bread is like a fun like That's like something you give someone on like that's what you give like your colleague on their birthday who you barely know. Yeah. You're like, "Oh, one. I made this bread and I had an extra loaf. I'm just going to give it to like Jane at the water fountain tomorrow." Hmm. You're right. <sighs> I, so Anthony and Giuseppe leave. He decides to stay, and it does seem in the next week's um, episode they get sort of flirty in the bread making room. Hmm. So we have that to look forward to, and I guess it's nice. It would be nice to understand if, like, is are is Anthony divorced? We don't know, but as you know, we're used to on this show. Uh, Storylines seem to fall. They come. They're going to come like in little go. soldiers. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking of little soldiers, Charlotte comes home and Taylor Swift is blasting. Oh my God, Midnight's. It was that f- terrible song about being a sexy baby. I know. <laughs> Everybody is a sexy baby and I'm a goblin. I don't know on what the, the hill? fuck Taylor Swift is talking about <laughs> most of the yeah, time. That, that lyric always kind of takes me out of the moment. Like, I'm really liking the song, and then all of a sudden I hear Sexy Baby, and I'm like, ooh. What? I know it's a what? 30 Rock reference, but please. And so 
Lily's like, get the fuck out of here, mom. Like, Lily's fucking had it with everybody. <laughs> Lily is on one. Rock is a menace and is like, mom, I'm not doing this shit. Actually, is Rock the most grounded person in that family at this point? Yeah, Harry seems <laughs> to be asleep a lot. <laughs> Harry's napping or wearing wigs and doing capers. Charlotte mm-hmm. is losing her goddamn mind. Lily is it. manic depressive and writing music that makes no sense. Lily would love Barbie. L- Lily needs to see Barbie immediately. She needs immediately. to see Barbie and calm the fuck down. Mm-hmm. So she tells her mom to get the fuck out. And on the way out, she charlotte grabs a brownie now if your friends had made weed brownies wouldn't you keep a closer eye on them mm, like would you just lily like i don't think mom? she even like thought about it yeah so we do that classic storyline of somebody's mistakenly high and i was like guys i can feel on. my blood the minute she took a bite of that brownie, I was like, no, please, no, 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 no. I didn't no, think anything of it. I thought nothing of it. <laughs> you thought, wow, she, we are focusing on that brownie just because it looks good. Chris, have you seen this show? Did you think she was actually having a stroke? Yeah. <laughs> I did. So until the doctor came in and said, you just had too much I THC, thought she was having like a panic attack or like an anxiety attack. Not really. I, say, I thought Kristen Davis was really funny. I love when she gets into that worked up Diane Keaton freak out mode. Mm-hmm. I love that Harry at this point isn't even paying attention because he's probably seen this like 82 times that day. Mm-hmm. And then we go into an ambulance and I didn't know your loved one can't get in the back of the ambulance. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> Is that like a new COVID precaution? I don't know, but I thought it was very cool always... that they were like, Harry, get up front. I'm like, I feel like most things I see, the loved one's right there back with you holding your hand. That's what I thought, Didn't too. I At least see that someone is... in an ambulance? Kenya and Candy. And they let Candy get back there. <laughs> I was like, I think I just saw two friends get into an ambulance. I was like, and they were in Portugal. <laughs> hmm. That is interesting. That's a good question. Um, and I hmm, thought I the know. line of, I thought the line of have Carrie pick my outfit was a little too on the nose and annoying. I'm, I laughed. The, good. I, you know what? When I want someone to have found good things in this episode, <laughs> I found nothing. Like I thought it was funny. I did screenshot and, and go- I will be posting it later. <laughs> We go through all of this to get Charlotte's revelation that she wants to go back to work. That she's tired of being a maid, a momager, Mm -hmm. and a pimp. Yeah. That feels like a lot to get her back to work. And also, we have eight, nine, ten, four more episodes, and we're just getting Charlotte back to work? I thought we'd be getting this in episode three. Like, Like, I don't understand why it's taken a decade. I want to see Charlotte back to work for a full season, not the back four. Yeah, because who knows if we're going to season three, like you like you bring up. I, 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 if this is what we're getting, if this is how they are like introducing like the new love of Carrie's life in this episode, I think we're good on season three. Yeah. And speaking of, let's chat about old CB. And the opening of this episode, we open on like Leave It to Beaver esque music, like everything's busy and happy like i dream a genie 
And then she sees this email and we get and a hard says, cut to like reality. And it's what's up <laughs> from Aiden Shaw. Well, I what's think, up? I think that's what she had wrote, written to him, wasn't it? No, I guess that was the preview. No, she was like, email. hi, stranger. Like, yeah, it's hey, Carrie. Stranger. How are you? <laughs> Not what's up. But he, at least he didn't write just sup. <laughs> oh, my God. He hit her with a full two words. You know, that is true, but I was still, um... Well, you know, like, Aiden. It is Aiden. It is. You're right, you're right, you're right. And so what did you think of Aiden saying, let's meet on Thursday, Valentine's Day? I thought... Isn't it also foreboding that you ask people out on Valentine's Day? Like, like, isn't it crazy that Amelia... Well, Amelia and Miranda, who, like, you can't even... Uh, yeah, you can't. You can't even try to apply logic over there. <laughs> no. <sighs> I, I can't even talk about this. So I know. she's freaking out. She's freaking out. She's worried. What What if she doesn't look good enough? And then she arrives at this restaurant to meet him. And for some reason, even though she says, I have a reservation under Aiden Shaw, they still seat her, even though they have no reservation. This is not how restaurants work. I feel like they're like, we're empty. We'll take anybody. But you know, but that is not how restaurants work, particularly given the fact it that they definitely also, isn't. Like, and they made the big point earlier in the episode of like nothing will be available, everything will be booked because it's Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And so this restaurant, you if anyone says reservation, you still check. Yeah, and you go, they didn't check their open table resies. That's not. We don't have a reservation under that name. Please leave. Or would you like to still be seated? But that wouldn't give us the build. The build. Y- to him. Yes. Okay. But here's the thing. If you are going to try to build tension, mm-hmm. you need to give us something to look at. They truly had Carrie sitting at a side table next to a white wall mm-hmm. doing nothing with no phone. It was like, guys, I don't turn this show on to see real life. That is what it looks like no. when you're waiting. Like, like, remember when she's waiting for her birthday and they're not there and we get like the fun yeah that's what it felt like coming over but they we get like the woman coming over multiple times and asking we get the party that comes in that she Mm -hmm. thinks is for her like things happen to Mm -hmm. fill the time and this is she's got a a rude waiter (laughs) i felt like that waiter was me in this episode just like oh here like yeah take my charger whatever bitch like (laughs) <laughs> like, wouldn't it have been nice had she turned over and seen like two people on a date for Valentine's Day and sort of felt their affection for one another and they had made the room smaller and more intimate so she was directly next it to them? This was like the biggest restaurant we've like ever seen in New was, York. It felt like she was in one of those like solariums at like Wendy's from like the <laughs> 90s. Remember, like, yeah, like those big empty like I thought halls. it looked like the back of a corporate office. It was bad. It was really bad. And, and I and it again, it goes on a beat too long. A like beat? everything in this episode beats beats too long. I felt like we were in that restaurant for 38 minutes. I I was like, can we get to motherfucking Aiden Shaw? Like I've never wanted to see this man so badly in my life. Ever. And so then she's texting Aiden and he says, Where are you? and whatever. And they she realizes that actually she's at the wrong restaurant. <laughs> And we go outside. And we see he's still not there. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? 
I'm like, well, it's not guys, only that, but we like, know he's coming. It's also like the episode is trying to trick us. Like, are we even going to see him? And I'm like, guys, we know. Like, please just get to I the know. fucking point. This I should know. have been minute 10. Yeah. And so, I didn't want to see Che rescue a dog. God, please. I can't go back. I can't go backwards. Okay. Okay. We got to move forward. We watched Amelia do a reading of Pride and Prejudice. Remember when Amelia said, Yeah. As Miss Bennett would say in Pride and Prejudice, why are you so teasing? <laughs> what the fuck? I hated that. Thank you for reminding me. I don't know, Chris. It was bad. <laughs> so she turns around and we see Aiden Shaw. Guys, he looked horrible. He looked like Chris. your boyfriend in those sweatpants. <laughs> and that Eddie Power jacket. He talked like a ghost. He was like talking. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like he was Casper the ghost. I'm not sure. And the he way he held ghost. out his hands. The way it he looked held like his he was inviting out. her to death. I don't like, was like to the other side, like Harry. at the end of Ghost, like come, girl, like the, yeah, you must join the other side now. Mm-hmm. And I did okay, so I thought he looked terrible. I thought his outfit was atrocious. I will say, when they hugged, I did get a sense of like this is they do have something. Do you agree, or was I, I know. really off there? I felt the was, same. Okay. No, I felt the same. When they hugged and he like held her, it felt so familiar to me, which was a nice feeling from and just like that, that like I haven't felt in a long time. Like it was nice to see. I did not feel like, any a, of that with face. Amelia. No. <laughs> of course not. I didn't feel any sense of, of home didn't. or safety in that apartment. I felt like I like shit was I felt like I was being violent. It get really weird, but but with Aiden, it felt like really good, and like the way Carrie was like smiling at him. I gotta tell you, I was smiling too. But then we went into the restaurant. That big and, booth. Um, and look, I, they haven't seen one another in thirteen years, you know. Mm-hmm. And you felt those thirteen years because. I just am not sure John Corbett remembers how to act Aiden. It didn't feel like the same character, and that's fine. It has been 13 years. But it also felt like the writing was a little not great for him. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just sort of, and I don't know, it felt weird for him to mention John. And then I was like, well, and also it's not realistic that Aiden, it's also not realistic that Aiden read a book. No. When he said he read that book, I was like, no, you didn't. That's not true. Yeah, I'm like, that's a lie. Yeah, and don't lie. You don't have to. Also, like, I would feel weird about that. Like, you hated him. He's dead now. Why are you reading this book? And I wish he had said something like... And I guess maybe he did feel awkward because of their history. And he does allude to, like, Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to say. But it felt... I don't know. It felt like too people who'd never met before at dinner their chemistry was lost once the the dialogue began 
Like I felt so much in their physical intimacy and nothing when they were mm-hmm. talking. And so for that to lead, for us to see that awkward stilted moment, and then they're getting out of the cab and have decided to go home together. I was like, really? I got no Oh, I was heat. shocked. I was like I got no heat from their conversation nothing. about her dead husband. Like Yeah. I got nothing. Um like wouldn't it have been more fun? You know, if they he had made a joke about, that like, he Abu Dhabi? gained weight. Yeah, I'm like, what? I'm like, like yeah, well, last time bitch. I saw you, you were in the seek. Like, I don't know, like and then she could say something stupid about Abu Dhabi mm-hmm. do. Like it just felt like I don't know that talking about my dead husband is going to, like, get me ready to fuck. But they were ready. So, they were ready to fuck. And it also feels weird that he wouldn't have asked, where are you living now? Like, so he's so... So, by the way, you have to mention, this cab has been going in that neighborhood. They are outside of the in the cab. <laughs> and it is not until he steps out and sees the steps that he's like, what? You still live here. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, Aiden is as dumb as he's always been. It's like, this feels very... Yeah. Well, and I'm shocked that that never came up. Right. If you were at dinner with someone, presumably for hours, wouldn't he ask where you live? Yeah. And so, apparently it never came up. And he says he can't go back there and all of the memories about how I couldn't get through the wall. And it's like, well, you did get through the wall. Like... So to mm-hmm. me, it felt like Aiden talking about, like, we did see him actually break through the wall. It felt like Aiden talking in the show's metaphor. Like, I couldn't get through the wall, was getting through to Carrie. But Aiden is not a man who speaks in metaphor. He grunts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it was interesting to see him, like, so, like, uh, taken aback by this apartment like he was like flooded with the memories these bad memories and him being like the floors and the walls and i was just like he made it seem like it was like yeah he went through post-traumatic stress house of and, horrors yeah, i think like, he has the, it this was his little shop of horrors sir you wanted to buy this place he did like if anything i no, would have but said I'm saying, wow like, that he is the wanted apartment to, i bought he, for he you. wanted <laughs> but also like you know, he wanted Carrie to buy him out of it. He and she did with Charlotte's money. It's like calm the fuck down. I also, know. Yeah, right. She owns the apartment. Also, the Carrie looked really confused. But I want to back up there. The last, I guess, he is presumed that she would have um, sold it at some point while married to John, because like he's probably look, like, you have so much money right now. Why well, he, the maybe fuck are you is, living here? Which is what we've been saying. He just said that. Like, he should have just been like, aren't you wealthy? Aren't you wearing like a $40,000 hideous outfit right now? Yeah. I mean, that dress was beautiful, but. Oh, we'll get to it. Um, so I don't know. The stoop scene I found very stilted and awkward. And then his yeah. weird last moment of, hey, it's New York. They've got hotels here. Well, sir, don't you have a hotel room? Mm-hmm. Like, where was he planning to sleep? I, I, <laughs> Chris, Is he staying at the Brownstone the with Steve? Just... Um, oh, my God. Can you imagine? Like, well, I think we're going to Coney Island with them next week, so... Yeah, I'm dreading that. They're drinking, like, Heineken's on the pier. Disgusting. 
I don't know. In terms, of I did feel something. You did. You felt something, did feel something when they when kissed. They kissed. Mm-hmm. I thought again, Sarah Jessica Parker clearly doesn't. I don't think she might not know how to kiss someone. Like I'm worried. Like Matthew Broderick isn't getting good kisses. She's so uncomfortable. I'm, I bet he's a weird kisser. That she looked just two teenagers pecking at each other. Little Herbie <sighs> and Baxter had better kisses. Yeah, her little Herbs was getting it. Yeah. Um, in terms of fashion, I thought Charlotte had my two favorite looks. She comes into the bedroom at one point wearing all black, and I thought she looked amazing. And then when she's picking up Giuseppe, she has this blue dress on, and she looks beautiful. I love the continued sweaters on Miranda. And um, I thought Carrie looked insane to go and meet Aiden. What? Like, she looked so matronly. Like, I don't understand why she wouldn't wear something sexy. Like, she wore to meet... um. The old boy who threw up on her last season. I think she looked so beautiful. I thought it was like a nice mother and mother of the bride dress. Wow, I didn't feel that at all. I just didn't. There was no sex appeal to it. I loved how comfy, cozy Charlotte was on the couch in her little cardigan and turtleneck. I thought she looked really cute. Same. I thought she looked amazing. Hmm. And then in terms of men this episode, mm-hmm. who are you going with? I'm a full Giuseppe boy. You're you're into Giuseppe? Yeah, I really liked him, you know. Not as You're not acting. gonna like what I'm gonna say. I mean, I think I know what you're gonna say, so go on. Aiden drop. I'm uh, gonna hop on that bicycle again. Well, there is a man we forgot to discuss, and that was the unfortunate cameo from Ross Matthews. Oh, I forgot about him. <laughs> Just like Wow, everybody took a run on that set that day. I was surprised, like, we didn't see more PAs and just, like, other co-hosts of that show. Yep. What would you give this out of 10? Honestly, Chris, I'm giving it a 6. I'm going to give it a 4. This is one of the strangest episodes of television I've ever seen. I don't ever want to watch it again. As I said, I found it spooky, terrifying, (laughs) unsettling. It made me sleepy at certain points, but also, like, mm-hmm. I was afraid if I closed my eyes, Amelia would show up. It yeah, didn't it was sit alarming. right with my spirit. No, there was definitely, it left me feeling very unsettled and unsafe. Definitely unsafe. Definitely mm-hmm. giving the killers inside the house, like the calls coming from inside the house the whole episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In one of the weirdest paced, structured episodes ever. Of all time. Oh. Yeah. When Lil Herbie and Bax are the brightest stars we've got. Yeah. It's not great. I know. Guys, thank you so much for listening. This is probably one of the weirder ones we've done. It was, but I feel like it, you know, the sentiment, Um, I feel like will be felt. Uh, yeah. Well, like, guys. Other people probably will feel the same. I don't know how you couldn't. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week when we discuss episode eight of In Just Like That season two. We hope it's a little bit better. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts. You can support the podcast by joining us on Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash shortcomings podcast. And you can follow us online. I'm at CLIS1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I am at Bravo Historian and I'm at Takers Oloft on Twitter now that I've not been hacked. Oh, yeah. She's back on Twitter. Do you got your little picture back? I do. I'm allowed to have a profile picture again. She's back, baby. 
and tweeting about Barbie, I'm sure, and posting images from this episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.